0: The Dallas Stars are moving on to the Western Conference Finals after taking down the Seattle Kraken in Game Seven. And on today's episode, we'll be recapping this game and hearing several sound bites from Dallas Stars players and head coach Pete DeBoer, capturing all the emotions from the Game Seven victory. All of this coming up on a Tuesday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, May 16th. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform as well as on our YouTube channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comment section down below how you're feeling after this Game 7 victory from the Dallas Stars. They are advancing to the Western Conference Finals where they will have a rematch of the 2020 Conference Final against the vegas golden knights plenty of storylines going into that series in terms of players coaching coaching staff or coaching personnel rather uh, that we'll cover on later this week but today it's all about game seven the dallas stars with the perfect response game after what happened over the weekend in seattle in game six where Jake Gottinger was chased from the game after allowing multiple goals. The Dallas Stars arguably looked their worst that they've looked all series and maybe even all postseason. And the question was, were they doomed to repeat themselves? Were the Seattle Kraken going to overwhelm them? Or were the Stars going to be able to find a way to get one more gutsy win to close out this series? And it happened to be the latter. An incredible response from the entire team. Offense, defense, and even Jake Ottinger, uh, who really should have had a shutout if we're being completely honest with ourselves, saving 22 of 23 shots, allowing a goal to Oliver Bjorkstrand with about 20 seconds or less than 20 seconds remaining in the game. And and certainly not the most taxing night for Jake Ottinger, but he still did come up with some key saves, especially early in the first period. Uh, You let Seattle score first, And for the majority of the history of this series, whoever scores first ended up winning the game. So big on Jake Ottinger to step up when the team needed him to be at his best. He absolutely delivered. And we got to hear from Jake Ottinger after the game in the post-game press conference. Let's go ahead and hear some quick thoughts from Jake right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's playoff hockey. And, um, you know, I... I don't think I had my best series of my career, but it shows how good of a team we are, you know. I feel like my best hockey is still ahead of me and it um, just goes to show how good of a team we have. Um, and it's playoff hockey, it's ups and downs and you know, you think you're, you might be out of it and next thing you know you're going to the conference finals. So, a lot, so I'm sure there's more ups and downs ahead of us than ahead of me and i uh, just going to take what I learned in this series and use it to my advantage. Jake Ottinger was very open about the fact that this series was not his best, especially statistically, numbers-wise. Maybe not what we were expecting from Jake Ottinger, but it's a testament to how good the team around him is and just how mentally strong the team had to be in order to pull out this series win. And Jake Ottinger maybe looked the best that he did all series here in Game 7. Again, when the team needed him most, he was there and he was himself and he delivered an incredible performance even if it wasn't the most demanding like last year's game 7 against the Calgary Flames Jake Gottinger still came up in the big moments and is a huge reason why the Stars are advancing to the third round of the tournament but it wasn't just Jake Gottinger the defense around him also a lot more sturdy than we've seen in games past here in the playoffs a lot of that has has to do with the play of guys like Miro Heiskinen who we also got to speak with after the game um, yeah, I, of course we needed to help help him more than, than what we did in the last game. We had, uh, I think we had a, had a great box outs today. They didn't have any any chances in front, so that that was huge huge for us. Uh, we have to be be strong in front of our net, and yeah, I think we we did a good job tonight. We were a- attacking whole game. Uh, that's the mindset he has. We have to go there and attack, uh, play play in their zone. I think that's the. That's the key. We, have, we can sit back or watch the opponent do something. We have to go there and, and play our game and attack them. Miro Haskinen skated for 32 minutes and 7 seconds and recorded 6 hits, 2 blocks. An incredible performance from number 4. Again, playing over half the minutes in the game, including a minute and 59 seconds of power play time and a minute and 17 seconds of shorthanded on-ice time. A, just a gutsy warrior-esque performance from Miro Haskin and in this series after taking that puck to the face in the early stages of the matchup against the Kraken to be able to continue to play and play at an incredibly high level uh, is something that I feel like isn't being talked about enough I know it's not the most severe injury that someone has ever played through but I can't imagine that it's something easy that it's just business as you usual for Miro Haskin, and I'm sure it's painful and even distracting at times to have to play with the fishbowl mask in front of you. Uh, And he continued to come in and not really complain about it and continue to play his game. But the defense across the board deserves a big round of applause. Ryan Suter has had a quietly excellent postseason, especially defensively, and, of course, playing with Miro Haskin intends to be able to do that. But even guys like Thomas Harley made some big defensive plays. Joel Hanley, uh, Esalen Dell, I think, paired a little bit better with Colin Miller as opposed to Yanni Hockenpah. I'm curious to see what Pete DeBoer and the coaching staff look to do moving forward in terms of the defensive pairing because I think this... And this was not just true in game seven, but true in other games in the series as well. Those six out there on the ice seem to give you the best chance to win against a team like the Seattle Kraken. And of course, Vegas is going to be a different kind of matchup than Minnesota or Seattle. But I'm interested to see what the defensive pairings look like for the stars going forward for the remainder of the playoffs. But I mean, you look up and down this roster, and it was just a clean game from the Stars start to finish. Only one penalty committed from each team. The Stars were once again dominant in the faceoff dot, winning 54% of the draws, aggressive from the get go, out shooting the Kraken 28 to 3. And even though the game was close, I mean, especially uh, once they scored that first goal, but even before the Stars got that first goal from Rope, hence with about four minutes left. In the second period, you just had the sense that the Stars were going to win this game. They were playing, uh, It seemed uh, Dave Hackstall actually said, head coach of the Seattle Kraken, actually said after the game, he felt like the Dallas Stars were just a half step or a step ahead of the Kraken for the entire night, and I 100% agree. It just felt like the Dallas Stars were prepared for anything the Kraken had thrown their way, and the Stars were just moving quicker. They seemed a little bit hungrier from the get-go uh, than the Seattle Kraken. Uh, which was a weird change of pace given what we saw in game six. But that just goes to show you how quickly things can change in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And also, I think you do have to tip the cap to the veteran leadership on the Stars roster, uh, likely motivating the team and propelling them to perform the way they did in game seven. But we're going to continue to reminisce about this win here. The Stars have now won two series, and they're halfway toward the ultimate goal of hoisting the Stanley Cup trophy at the end of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about Wyatt Johnston and the incredible Stanley Cup playoff debut he's continuing to have coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy all your tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee... You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. If you want to go to the Western Conference Finals, you can buy your tickets with the GameTime app, whether it's in Vegas or in Dallas. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will then credit you 110% of the difference. Just download the GameTime app today, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code NHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Big shout-out to the everydayers out there who – make Locked On Stars a part of their daily routine, and we're going to keep this train chugging here in the postseason as the Stars look uh, to take on the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals. We'll, of course, be digging into that series later on this week. We're continuing, though, today to discuss everything that went down in Game 7 against the Seattle Kraken at the conclusion of the Dallas Stars' second-round series. And Wyatt Johnston, a guy that we've been talking about since training camp, since before training camp, Uh, electric with the Windsor Spitfires in the Ontario Hockey League last year, 124 points. We knew that this kid had potential. We knew that the offensive game was there. But I don't know if anyone was expecting to see this level of excellence from a kid who just turned 20 years old on Sunday. I mean, quite literally still a kid in the NHL, not just a kid in the sense that he's a rookie, He can't even, he's not at the legal drinking age yet. If the Dallas Stars win the Stanley Cup, White Johnson's going to be sipping on water in the corner while the rest of his team is guzzling champagne. I mean, this kid is still, in a lot of ways, finding himself, finding his footing in the NHL, or you would think that he would. It seems like he's very comfortable performing at the highest professional level, and even higher than that in the playoffs of the most prestigious hockey league on the planet. Wyatt Johnston scoring what would be the game-winning goal for the Stars in the third period. Just a wild play where the puck gets sent down the ice, uh, and Wyatt Johnston is ahead of the the Kraken, ahead of the, de- the defense. He negates icing, but then he makes a quick and nifty move to get on Philip Grubauer right up against his net, and the just you blink and you miss it. The shot that he takes to get that goal and put the stars up 2 0 at the time to send the building into a frenzy. I mean, I just haven't really ever seen anything like that, let alone from a 20 year old rookie. But let's go ahead and hear from the man himself, Wyatt Johnston, and his thoughts after the game seven victory. I mean, as time goes on, um, just getting more comfortable, um, just adjusting to the game more. I mean, it definitely helps having you know the guys around me that are able to you know help support me personally, and help me learn. And um, I mean, obviously having a guy that, like PAVS at home helps a ton. Um, yeah, I think just kind of learning the game and, and adjusting and learning um, just kind of how to you know try and be successful and you know what parts of the ice are open and, and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I think just trying to learn as as I go. It's been incredibly fun to watch Wyatt Johnston continue to develop this season, but especially here in the playoffs where if he wasn't performing to this level, I think people would understand. They would say this is his first go around in the postseason. You know, when the postseason started, he was still only 19 years old. But here he is now sitting with four goals leading the way for rookies here in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2023, continuing to show no fear show that killer instinct that he has the killer instinct on full display on that goal that he scored last night i mean just an insane play i cannot wrap my mind around the play that he made at that juncture of the game in a game seven i mean just the circumstances around it elevate the play that he made even more than the play itself which would have been absurd even in the regular season, but just the stakes uh, and everything, all the storylines going into that game makes it even more unbelievable. But at the same time, given what we've seen from Wyatt Johnson all year long, we really shouldn't be that surprised. And I know his head coach, Pete DeBoer, was not surprised, and he had plenty of great things to say about the team and Wyatt after last night's win. What a goal. Like, like it, It's not just a goal. like It's, it's a goal that... It's hard to explain. I mean, I don't know how many players, you know, would think about doing that. Never mind pull it off and and score like that on that play. So, you know, it's it's an elite, world-class play by by one of the youngest players in the league. Just phenomenal. And um, yeah, I can't say enough about him. I mean, he's he's been uh, fantastic all year. He's a big part of our group, and uh, you know, it feels like. The deeper we get, the more we rely on the more responsibility he wants. The entire building was in awe with Wyatt Johnston uh, and really has been all season long. And to think that this guy's only in his first season in the league, just think of what could come down the road for a guy that could potentially be you know, the captain of a franchise at some point in his career. Elite scoring ability, pretty good in the face-off dot uh, and just continuing to learn and grow and really no arrogance from him whatsoever. I mean, you listen to his post-game comments, you listen to him talk after any game or just in general. Uh, he plays with a little bit of an edge and plays with a little bit of swagger at times, but off the ice, you'd have no idea that he's a guy that could you know, be one of the best players in the league three or four years from now, if not even sooner, uh, which is just incredible, and that's a testament to his willingness to learn and, and sit under so many great veteran players like Joe Pavelski, who he's been living with all season, playing alongside Jamie Benn, and even more recently, Evgeny Dodonov. I'm sure those relationships have worked out great for him as he's getting to learn from some of the best to ever do it in the NHL. Uh, And you just don't always see that with young athletes, especially young, gifted, skilled athletes, not just in hockey, but in in other sports. Sometimes a player is really good, and they don't think that they need uh, the teaching or the mentorship of an older player. But Wyatt Johnston does not feel that way. He soaks it all in. He's like a sponge, but it's not just learning and waiting for things to come later. He's learning and and taking the things he's learning and putting them to work right now, uh, which, again, just feels incredibly rare to see. But we are witnessing something special with the rise of Wyatt Johnston here in Dallas as he has played hero multiple times this season and is continuing to do so in the playoffs when it matters most. We're going to continue to talk about the Dallas Stars and how they won this game against the Seattle Kraken, getting to the halfway point of the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. With one scoop of delicious AG1 Athletic Greens product, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. The Dallas Stars have advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the second time uh, in the past three, four years. They did it back in 2020, and they'll be facing the exact same team that they faced that season. The Vegas Golden Knights, a series that a lot of us felt deserved to have those electric hometown atmospheres in Dallas and in Las Vegas, but we were deprived of that because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It was played in an empty building, up in Canada, but now we get the full experience. And there's, of course, again, plenty of good storylines that we're going to discuss later on down the line this week as we approach Game 1 on Friday. But it's a a weird spot that the Dallas Stars find themselves at now where you're starting to get very, very excited with every win that comes. I mean, the playoffs start, and it's the first-round series. You hang on to every win. You're excited. But, you know, you win a first round series and you say, "Okay, well, you know, eight other teams won a first round series. But really, then you start to see who the true contenders are with those wins and who can get to the third round, who can advance past the second round. And there's so many teams that we see that struggle to get there. Teams that have never been to a conference final, teams that have never been to a Stanley Cup final. And so for the Dallas Stars to accomplish this feat, You know, for the second time in a span of three four years, is pretty impressive, especially in a Western Conference that has arguably, and not really much of an argument to be made, the best player in the world in Connor McDavid. Leon Drysidel up in Edmonton. You have teams like the Colorado Avalanche, who, when healthy, are a team that are you know expected to dominate the NHL. Uh, Teams like Minnesota. Teams like the Los Angeles Kings. I mean, plenty of gifted teams in the Western conference. And so it's worth celebrating that the Dallas stars have made it to the point that they've made it to advancing past round two. We, we as stars fans know good and well, the pain and suffering and defeat that comes with a second round exit, where you start to wonder what if, what happens if things go your way in a second round series, we remember 2019, the stars lost to the eventual Stanley cup champion, St. Louis blues. And it's hard to imagine that year, that the Stars could have very easily, not easily, but could have won that Stanley Cup in 2019 if a few pucks bounced their way in that series against St. Louis. And so it's huge. It's absolutely worth celebrating that the Stars have made it to the Western Conference Finals. But at the same time, the job's not done. There's still plenty of work to do for the team. The Stars are now only halfway there. You need 16 wins in the Stanley Cup playoffs in order to be hoisting Lord Stanley when it's all said and done. And the Dallas Stars have eight. So we talked about on yesterday's episode, a loss to Seattle in game seven constituted in my mind, and I'm sure many of yours as well, a failure of a season. But now we're starting to slowly creep into that successful category. It really, you know, this is going to be what I imagine an intense back and forth series between Dallas and Vegas. I don't think either team you can really make a legit argument that it's going to be a sweep or a five game series. I'm expecting at least six games, if not the full seven. But you're starting to creep into that territory of successful season. And with only four teams remaining, you really start to sit and wonder why not us? Why not the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup Finals? And I'm sure other teams, Florida, Carolina, and Vegas, are all thinking the same thing. But especially, you just look at Dallas's resume. You look at who's on their team. You look at who's leading it. And it's hard to make an argument. When this team is at their best and playing to their potential, it's hard to make an argument for anybody else being a, a team that you would expect to win the Stanley Cup. Jake Ottinger touched on it in his postgame presser last night that he believes that this team can do it. It's not just that they're entering into a championship contending window. He believes, and many others in that locker room believe, that they have the pieces to contend right now and win the whole thing this season. And when you've made it halfway, I mean, that, that, that literally is half the battle. It's such a grind. such a grueling experience to get to this point in the season. And the finish line, you're not necessarily close to it, but you're starting to see it peak over the horizon. And with how many players on this Stars team that have yet to win a cup, the hunger is getting extremely real for some of these players, knowing that this might be the closest that they ever get again. So I'm expecting it to be full throttle the remainder of the way for the Dallas Stars. And there's, of course, still plenty of questions to be answered for this team. Will we ever see Jason Robertson score another goal? Can Jake Ottinger avoid disaster, unlike he was able to do several times against Seattle? How will Pete DeBoer handle this series from a coaching perspective going up against a team that he just finished coaching last year? Plenty of things to discuss throughout the remainder of this week as we get set for Game 1 on Friday. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Be sure to tune back in throughout the rest of this week as we'll be getting you prepared with the biggest storylines ahead of the Western Conference Finals. The Dallas Stars going head-to-head with the Vegas Golden Knights, a rematch of the 2020 Western Conference Finals, but this time it'll be in front of some sellout crowds at T-Mobile Arena and the American Airlines Center. I personally cannot wait. Remember to let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube how you're feeling about the Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights heading into this third-round matchup. But I hope you guys enjoy your Tuesday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.